0: Good morning. We all know how fast Loudoun is growing. Famously, we're one of the fastest growing places in the country. And as all that growth is going on, government staffers and local historians are trying to work just as fast to catalog all the burial sites in Loudoun. For Friday, March 22nd, it's your Loudoun Now Morning Minute. Loudoun County Commuter Services has ways to keep your wheels turning and keep you cheerful. There are commuter buses from park and ride lots to destinations in Arlington, the Pentagon, Crystal City, and Washington, DC, or a Metro Connection bus can drop you off at Wheelie Reston East Metro Rail Station to hop on the Silver Line, or local buses can get you from Leesburg to Ashburn and Sterling, from Sterling to Reston, or just around the town of Leesburg for only a dollar. To learn more about these or find a carpool or vanpool, visit loudoun.gov slash commute or call 703 771 5665. Six, six, five. Let's go! <music> Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. In April of last year, county supervisors asked for a database of all the burial grounds in Loudoun County. But for some people, the work of finding, studying, and preserving all of Loudoun's burial sites started long before that. Historian Wynne Saffer's interest in historic cemeteries started with delving into genealogy in the 1980s. That led to him tracing his own ancestors to a historic cemetery in southeastern Loudoun. He's also served with the Loudoun Preservation Society and chaired a Thomas Bulch Library Committee on historic cemeteries. During that time, whenever the committee discovered a burial site, he would work closely with the county government to record the site's location. His research over the years shows what can make cataloging all of those burial sites difficult. Even without all the development, they are all but disappearing. Before the 1880s, many people were buried in family cemeteries with varying types of grave markers in varying conditions. In many cases, those materials did not withstand the elements. Safra said there were only about three or four graves in Loudoun with tombstones dating from the 1700s. Some burial sites are marked by fieldstone markers, which do not always display the names of the deceased. As families moved out of the area, many of the family cemeteries were not maintained. The practice of burying the dead at church and community cemeteries didn't become a common practice until late in the 1800s, Saffer said. One of the most vocal crusaders in preserving black cemeteries specifically is Pastor Michelle Thomas, founder of the Loudoun Freedom Center. She said it's a race against the clock to find all of them. And she said since there's no database of them, the cemeteries end up getting paved over or built over and are lost forever. And she said... More often than not, that happens at black cemeteries. This problem made its way into the news a few times lately. On the one hand, there was the Belmont Cemetery near the Route 7 Belmont Ridge Road interchange. Thomas called that a utopia of what can happen when developers, the community, and the county government work together. On the other hand, she's been very critical of how the town of Leesburg has handled the Sickland Cemetery site near Leesburg Airport. Historian Larry Rader is also working on this. He's working to identify the graves of black veterans, many of whose burial sites are not as well maintained or recognized as their white counterparts. He's focused much of his research on the South Riding area. For years, people like Saffer and Rader were alone in their interest in preserving cemeteries. With the new focus from the county government, Rader said, it's heartwarming people are starting to take an interest in this. If you bulldoze a cemetery, he said, we're losing our history and showing disrespect for the dead and the black community, he said, has disproportionately suffered. Jennifer Moore, executive director of the Mosby Heritage Area and current chairwoman of the Loudoun Historic Cemetery Committee, said that county staff has already verified the coordinates of well over 200 cemeteries in Loudoun. When they're done putting together that list, they'll compare it to the Bulch Libraries list and the master list of historic cemeteries under the Virginia Department of Historic Resources to make sure everything's accounted for. The end result will be a map on the county's website where you can click on a map of a cemetery and get the history of that cemetery. It will also let people who come across the cemetery upload pictures for the county to go out and research it to collect more information. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, while the town of Percival might not be charging residents much more in taxes this year, it could be setting itself up to charge them more in the future. Town manager David McCarskey has proposed a budget 8% bigger than the current budget, but has not recommended much in the way of tax increases to go with it. His $26.3 million budget includes a proposal to hold the town's real estate tax rate level and increases utility rates by less than recommended. Percival's real estate property assessments increased by 5.2% in 2019, according to the County Commissioner of the Revenues Assessment, which means property owners could pay an average of $24 more in the coming fiscal year in town taxes. That fiscal year, by the way, begins July 1st. Karski proposed increasing the water and sewer rates by 3%, as opposed to the 9% increase recommended by consulting firm Municipal and Financial Services Group last year. He said he proposed to defer a higher rate increase to allow Stantec, the town's new utility rate consultant, to complete an analysis of cost of service, chargebacks, and utility rate restructuring. He pointed out there has been a 75% drop in revenues from connection fees as the council has rejected a number of requests that would have allowed additional development. He said the staff estimates wastewater availability fees would decline by 90%, or $1.5 million below the amount projected in the current budget. Councilman Joel Gruby pointed out that the current 4.8 million dollar sewer fund will be empty in less than three years at that rate. In terms of what this budget would do, he's proposing setting aside. Makarski, as that is, is proposing setting aside 1.2 million dollars for the first phases of building a new police headquarters and hiring a new police officer, a maintenance worker, and a financial analyst. He said the town would also identify ways to fund the more than $1.5 million needed to implement Novak Consulting Group's 48 recommendations to the town's government structure and look at expanding the sewer system to other residential areas outside the town limits, not just to Hamilton and Hillsboro, as has been previously discussed. Four months after being appointed to a vacant seat on the school board, Chris Kroll has announced she will not seek election to the seat in November she will continue to represent the Catoctin district until December 31st. During a recent debate on the controversial proposal to add LGBT protections to the school district's equal opportunity policy, critics of that change objected to having an unelected board member represent their interest. She said she hopes the naysayers will clear out and let her focus unfettered on the work she's trying to get done. She said her goals remain to improve transparency, communication, and connection between the division and the public, to better support the county's most vulnerable students, to better understand how decisions are made at LCPS and why, and to, quote, shine a bright light of love over our community. And Leesburg resident Fran Grozier is the 2018 recipient of the Tolbert Environmental Achievement Award. Grozier was selected for her efforts in reducing stormwater pollution by cleaning up residential neighborhoods and picking up roadside trash. Scott Billingmeyer, chairman of the Environmental Advisory Commission, said not only does this make Leesburg a more attractive place to live, it reduces pollution in the streams and waterways. The Tolbert Award recognizes students, community groups, and individuals that conduct or participate in activities that benefit the town's environment. Grosier said, if you see something that's not supposed to be on the ground in Leesburg, then pick it up. She said, we have a beautiful town. Let's keep it that way. Get the full story on this and all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's Get Out Loudon calendar, tonight is the final battle of Loudon Youth Inc.'s Battle of the Bands. Each year, Loudon's best youth bands compete for cash prizes, First place takes home 500 bucks. Ten bands and performers will face off tonight at 6 p.m. at Tally Ho in Leesburg. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, get one of the bands tonight to work the Morning Minute theme song into their set list to tell your friends and subscribe. Wherever you get your podcasts, we'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great weekend and have a great day.